What's up, World of Procurement? I'm your host, Daniel Barnes, and yes, I promise, very, very soon, there will be other people joining me on this podcast once again as my guests, and I'll be bringing you some amazing people covering amazing things. But for now, just whilst I'm recording and editing and doing all of that good stuff, you get you get my voice, and uh, I think that's cool. Maybe slightly narcissistically fair, but one thing I wanted to cover off here a little while back, and I'm trying to think maybe back in July last year, geez, where like where has time gone? Firstly, but back in July last year, I wrote this article, What the Best Procurement Pros Do, and I kind of listed a bunch of topics and ideas, and it seemed to go really like it seemed to go down really well with so many of you and there was a lot of good comments on LinkedIn on the article it's actually the most popular article it's I think it's had around a thousand views on the website so far which for a one-man blog website venture like mine that isn't artistically crafted with some amazing copywriters it's just me typing at a keyboard furiously ranting or sometimes you know just sharing my views and ideas I'm kind of proud about that so I just wanted to bring this to the the podcast audience. I think this is a cool topic to cover here. And I think, you know, as you're, you're listening here, you, you might come up with some different ideas, some other things that you would say, no, the best procurement pros actually do this. And I want to hear those. I want you to write to me on LinkedIn, email me, I don't know, do whatever you can. And maybe we can add these into this article and do sort of a refresh of 2021. And the first one that I think is so important, first concept, is that alignment to the business. And you might be thinking, what the hell does that mean? Like, come on, come on, talk talk English here. Let's, let's, let's be sensible here. And what I mean by this is that I've, I've worked in so many different procurement teams over sort of the last five, six years. And the very, very best ones are the ones that follow a shared vision, a shared goal with the business. So they're not there in isolation, making their own little agendas, making their own goals, their own savings targets, their own targets about just about anything whatsoever around the supply chain. The, the very best procurement professionals and, and teams this is a very much a team one as well they don't create barriers with their business they're very much hand in hand shoulder to shoulder i'll think of something more cliche to say in a moment and they are all working to a common vision and i really like this idea and um <laughs> i'm just i've got the article in front of me here as i talk and i even <laughs> managed to fit an andrew carnegie uh, quote in and i i just really like this quote it's teamwork is the ability to work together towards a common vision the ability to direct individual accomplishments towards organizational objectives it is the fuel that allows common people to attain uncommon results and i think that's there's something powerful to that and when you aren't almost being egotistical within our procurement role, when you're not just saying, we do this, no one else gets to do this. And the, I, I just want to caveat that though. Like there are some things that only procurement people should be doing. Um, your teams probably aren't that great at negotiating commercial terms or discussing how we're going to pay each other or how much. 
uh, <laughs> typically people who aren't trained in this, trained in negotiation, typically bulk at uh, the idea that procurement are better at it. They typically are, so long as they've had some sort of formal training. So there are some things that procurement should do. But overall, we should be working very much with the business, making sure that we are working to those business objectives. And this is kind of where that whole savings issue comes into account. And it's not really an issue, but typically procurement pros are known for their risk reduction, their their savings. And I think that's the bedrock of a procurement professional. But there's so much more to it. And if your business isn't really that that bothered about the, the bottom line, maybe they're going for a lot of growth, they don't want to focus on cost savings, they want to focus on getting good contracts in place, good payment terms, making sure that they've got stuff in the within their business so they can actually function, maybe that's a better thing to do. So maybe you should move away from that, that kind of concept of, you know, we're here to save money, but you're not letting us do that. You, you work to whatever the business wants you to do and you make it happen within your supply chain. I think that's a very strong concept and I think that's something that you need to consider. You need to be aligned to your business individually and within the team. And 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 this kind of takes me to a... Uh, this takes me to another point that's kind of similar in, in some ways. So point number two is that procurement pros, the very good ones, build very good relationships outside of the team and this isn't saying you need to build 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 relationships with absolutely everyone in the business but depending on what type of role you're in there's normally a few stakeholders who are key to enabling you to do your work properly and also keeping them happy so that they work nicely with you and I think it's so important to build up some sort of working relationship with them, whether it's through regular comms, the occasional coffee, something like that, you know, however it's going to work for you. And you don't necessarily always have to be ultra professional in that you don't need to talk work with them. You might want to keep it that way. I just think you need to find a way of working with other people to enable you to do the job properly so that you can have conversations when maybe your procurements aren't going how you want, maybe the supplier isn't budging on something and you need them to agree, you've done all you can, or you need your your colleague to come and do something to help you out. Build build those relationships first. I, I think that's such a key thing to do. Like the technical side of uh, a procurement role, you can learn that at any time. But I think something that so many procurement pros who think they are technical experts forego is that ability to to communicate with everyone else and I used to do that in my early days I used to think you know I, I don't need to work with other people as long as I know everything I can I can uh, get anything done and uh, you know to a large extent actually it did work to some extent uh, but I I would have preferred to do it with other people there um, and I'm just looking here there's a Helen Keller quote that I, I included here alone we can do so little together we can do so much and I think that holds testament to kind of the, these, these first couple of points here so for me the very best procurement pr practitioners professionals they uh, they always want to make things easy <laughs> and uh, and the, the reason I uh, brought this up is that I've worked with MSIPs qualified people in the past and they have been the most awful most condescending and awkward procurement practitioners I've ever 
had to endure. And that's just in a from an internal team perspective. Imagine what the like the stakeholders are colleagues for when they had to work with these people because they made everything sound so complex that only someone with a, a PhD in particle physics would be able to understand it. And really, it was all very simple. They were just making it sound like a lot of work. And I don't, don't know whether this was job protectionism, whether it's because they had the MSITS badge on, they thought they could make everything sound very grandeur. And uh, I, I just disagree with this approach. I think, you know, working in plain English, you know, breaking stuff out, making things sound very simple, explaining things to you know, your non-technical procurement people in a way that they're going to understand it is probably the best thing you can do. If they don't get, spend a little bit extra time with them. You know, you don't just... Oh, I don't know. I, I've even seen people throw around the Krawczyk matrix's supplier preference in models as though that's like the best thing to do, as though they they know everything and that you know, they've got to go through this complex process of mapping out one of their suppliers. And you know, we we kind of all just do this as a uh, part of the the day job, right? Like we we don't have to draw attention to it. Let's just keep life simple with our with everything we do here and we're we're, we're going to get through uh, and become a very successful procurement pro that's my view on it anyway the you know th there's a few more points that i wanted to like i focused on in this article and i'm not really going to go through all of them i just wanted this to be a very short and sharp snappy maybe comical I i'm not sure if i'm quite there on my joe rogan journey to becoming the joe rogan of the procurement world of podcasts Maybe a Tim Ferriss. Maybe that's probably where I like to sit more so. I'm not sure if I'm just there yet. And certainly with only a 10, 15 minute podcast episode, I'm definitely not there just yet. But there's just one last point I really wanted to talk about. And uh, that is that they don't stop learning. And actually, this is really interesting. <laughs> because... This is going to prove this point. So in my article, um, I, I wrote about that procurement, the best ones don't stop learning. You know, you need to learn about your new tools and solutions. I've done a lot of that recently. You need to learn from your data insights, new suppliers, your laws, regulations, and how that affects your contracts with your, your suppliers. And then I wrote a really interesting point here, and it's complete nonsense to some extent. So I wrote new technologies such as blockchain. Yeah, I think it's vital procurement people learn about blockchain. I think this will underpin a lot of the contract lifecycle management uh, providers and even the uh, end-to-end procurement providers going forward. I, I, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll do another episode on my own or bring some people in for that. But I don't think we will ever need to understand how it works and operates or learn how to you know, code elements behind that. I think your 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 UI that you're using would just be underpinned by a blockchain. So you won't even know what's happening. Your your contracts will come through, your SLAs will come through, your statement of works will come through, and you might uh, carry out an RFP of some sort. And all of that might actually go through on some sort of blockchain and be auditable, will contain all the details of all the people, uh, all the data that attached to that one block. That'd be really interesting. But I also wrote new technologies such as blockchain smart contract. And back then, I was talking about smart contracts in the sense that they were digital contracts that were automated in some sense. That's not even what a smart contract is. I recently just did a LinkedIn post on like, this is what procurement people get wrong all the time. And it's just kind of humbling to see that I was wrong about this. And I'm gonna to have to go back into this article, make a correction to it. And that's cool because it kind of, <laughs> oh wait, I'm kind of uh, from a very humble post here. I'm not saying I'm necessarily the best procurement pro. But I think it's just illustrative of this point in that 
I've not stopped learning and I don't think other people should in this space. I think there's always so much to learn. And, and when you think maybe you know something, something like this might pop up and be like, ah, oh, I really didn't know this anywhere near as much as I thought I did. Uh, and that's cool to see. Like there's growth since July last year for, for me personally and my knowledge in this space. I think a lot of us can probably do that. So I just want to leave it there. Uh, I, I'm not going to talk about any of the other stuff. It's more so just around data and supply relationships. I think a lot of commentary is has, has already been had, uh, especially on this podcast around those points. I just want to bring you those points. I'd love to hear what you've got to say. And do you know what? One thing that I would love to, to see from any of you who are getting some value out of this podcast is maybe just leave me a, a review of some sort on the you know, Apple podcast, wherever you listen to your your podcast just looking here like we've got some good reviews though that have happened over the last year be cool to get some new ones and uh, i'll give you a shout out on some of the the following episodes coming up and i'll see you very soon hopefully with some guests i've got some guests coming in to be recorded over the next couple weeks from cool companies uh, cool individuals procurement pros really exciting really really exciting time i think in, in procurement lot of new tech out there a lot of tech that's developing i'm really excited to explore this on the podcast as well and bring that knowledge to you catch you very soon my friends goodbye